Thank you very much. Um, apologies, I had a bit of uh, issues joining, but I'm glad to be here and praise the Lord. Um, the word that comes today is really a personal word, so I'm really grateful for the opportunity to share from my life as the Lord has dealt with me, and I trust that the Lord will speak to us this morning. Father, even as we turn to your word, thank you for the entrance of your word brings light and gives understanding to the simple. We, we trust that as we share all God, that um, you will speak to us. You will speak to us in the seasons that we are in. You will speak to us in the journeys that we are on. That each of us, even though we know in part and prophesy in part, Lord, the fullness of your truth shall come to each one's heart as we yield to you. In Jesus' name. Acts chapter 9, 1 to 15. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, uh, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way or of the way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, What thou, Lord? And then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. And it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will you have me do? And the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and shall be told you what you must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And he said unto him, Arise and go to the, into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prays. And he sees in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. And then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And there hath authority, and here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Each of us is on, is on a journey to doing what God wants us to do. Each of us has a, a place to bear his name before the world, to bear the Lord's name before people, before systems, before governments, before uh, so many aspects. So it's important for us at this point to put ourselves in the feet of Paul and uh, consider what the Lord is saying. Now, Saul was on his way doing what he felt he was doing best, you know, he, when we, we see other scriptures talking, up, he, he says he was a perfect according to the, the Pharisees, according to the law. Um, he said he did all these things. So in, in, in Paul's journey, 
he he felt he was walking with a, a pure conscience. He was the most zealous of the Pharisees. And so the, the, the first point of departure in consecration is, is honesty. I think it is important for us to be honest rather than to be right. Because if you're honest and you're wrong, it is easy to be corrected. If you're, if, you do, if you're not honest, but you think you're right, then it becomes difficult. And I think that was the problem Jesus dealt with the, the Pharisees. You know, he said, I have come that those who see may be made blind and those who are blind. Uh, he said, I have come that those who are blind may see and that those who see may be made blind. And the Pharisees turned to him and said, you mean we are blind also? And Jesus said to them, if you are really blind, you would have no sin. But now you say that you see, so your sin remains. And I think that that, that for me is the journey uh, that I am at right now. I'm asking myself, I'm, check my, I'm checking myself to see, am I in the faith? I'm checking myself to see, am I doing these things because they are coming from my heart? Am I walking with the Lord because... Um, I want to walk with him or am I walking with him because that is what they told me to do since I was a child. Yeah. That honesty, I think is, 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 is a place that we, we all need to get to. And if we are honest, if we are wrong, we can be corrected. But if we think we are right, then it becomes difficult for God to deal with us. So Paul in his journey, even though he is wrong and he's breathing threats, uh, for the people of the way, having come from stoning Stephen, the guy thought, I am doing these things for God. So as he goes on the journey, um, a light shines around him. He had a bit of a spectacular experience. Now, not many of us will have spectacular experiences, but that doesn't mean they're any less supernatural. Many times in, in church circles, we talk, we talk about an encounter with God. And when we talk about an encounter with God, we, we imagine some sort of Pauline experience, light shines around, falling down, uh, some spectacular thing. And the spectacular can happen, and God is not limited to not, to not doing spectacular things. But if you remember from the, the, the story of Elijah, uh, Elijah went to look for the Lord after having been threatened uh, by Jezebel and had walked 40 days and the Lord and the Bible says and fire came but the Lord was not in the fire and uh, there was a storm and there was a wind and held the rocks and God was not in the wind and then a still small voice asking Elijah what are you doing here you know and so it's important for us in this honesty to to look for God to look for God um to look for God and not to look for spectacles. Um, yeah, because sometimes I think we are seeking an experience and we are not seeking God. At least I, I am guilty to that. We want to feel something. And uh, yesterday we were in a fellowship and uh, I met a, a brother who, who plays the guitar and he's like, I am one of those people who if the, the musician in church plays off-key, I lose it, like I lose my spiritual connection. And so I, I also asked myself, I think I'm guilty of that, that sometimes you're in, the, in, in worship, 
what we call worship singing and someone flats and you're like oh man he has missed it and then was, were we seeking the worship experience or the music experience or were we worshiping god <laughs> regardless of you know if, if the sound went off and all that and, and it's important that the sound is good but the motive of the heart comes back to us of what are we looking for so he had a voice saying, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? He, I think that, that that for me is really one of the most important questions we can ask in our journey. Now, we may, we may have been, we may be in a place where Paul wasn't at this point converted, born again, but all of us have this journey to ask ourselves, who are you Lord? Growing up in, 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 in the faith, I, I, I recommitted my life to Christ when I was 13 and we got this fire, Holy Spirit fire, and it was real fire, I can tell you. It was genuine. We saw some healings. We saw people filled with the Spirit, speaking tongues, do all these things. But as we began to do these things, which we thought we were supposed to do, I noticed something. I noticed that people began to fear me because they thought, ha, this guy is going to see through me. God is going to tell him the, the things that I have done. So they would fear to come because sometimes you'd get a word of knowledge, but it, it, even though it wasn't embarrassing, it left the impact that this guy knows everything about me or he knows stuff about me. And I began to reflect that the Lord who is called the friend of the sinner the friend of the tax collector and the prostitute and the chief sinners was different from was more approachable than me me after fasting or during fasting i looked so somber so miserable you couldn't approach me i would look at you with these squinted eyes and say that's it the lord forgetting that the lord is love that the lord is the one who binds the brokenhearted that the lord is the He's the one who, who, who declares the acceptable year of the Lord's favor. That, that is who he is. And so we need to get to the point and ask that question, who are you, Lord? And, we are, and if we are able to see him beyond what church or church tradition let me say church tradition has taught us if we're able to see the lord through the church tradition if we're able to see the lord through the culture we have grown up in if we're able to see the lord through the history of our social status or our background if we're able to peel all that back and ask who are you lord in other words what is my relationship here what is the genuineness of my heart to you I believe that we are on that step. And then as the Lord reveals himself to us, yes, the Lord has revealed himself as the Lord of all creation, and the, but that personal connection with our mandate on this earth. Who are you, Lord? Jesus said, why do you call me Lord when you do not do what I say? And I think at this point, Paul is asking, who are you, Lord? In other words, who are you, the one who I am supposed to do what you say. That, that, that is what really comes to me when he, he mentions the word Lord here. Who are you, Mukama? Who are you, 
owner who are you mulodi who are you the one who calls the shots and if each of us get to that point it is a point of departure for us fulfilling our mandate and he says i am jesus who you're persecuting and he said lord what will you have me to do and i believe that is the point of action for us as believers lord what will you have me to do regardless of what what they call us in church name the titles reverend canon bishop doctor apostle prophet etc no matter what we are called lord what will you have me to do i think i got to have gotten to a point where i i am separating or i'm learning to separate what god has told me or the things that i need to do as a person who ascribes to the lordship of christ versus what is acceptable or socially acceptable in my cultural or christian context we have become good we can speak christianese we can say hello brother we can say praise the lord sister we can you know give an arm or two here and there when it suits the occasion and we look like we are okay but the real ledger the balance sheet is with the lord and at this point i am also asking myself moses what is more important to look good before men to look good before the church community or to actually do what god says even if that means you will lose your reputation even though that means you will lose your christian standing even though that means you might be excommunicated what is the lord asking us to do when we see injustice in the community in the country in the nation when we see in our neighborhoods things happening i think the question is what will you have me do lord about this thing rather than what looks good to do on paper what will increase my spiritual or christian points what will increase my likes on the the the, the christian social media space I, i believe that those are the things that are going to lead to national transformation a place of honesty personal honesty then a place of seeking god for who he is and not and not an experience a feel good moment and then asking and recognizing that it is him who calls the shots and asking what must i do and as we are ready to rebel against what everyone else is saying and obey what the lord is saying the lord who is the head will coordinate all the members of the body to function in harmony i believe that as we set our eyes on jesus the author and finish of our faith as we look to his lordship and his headship he will organize and align us the fightings by the way the, some of the fightings that are happening are mainly christian versus christian if you if you notice a lot of the wars that have happened have been religious have been one faith against another and and unfortunately today it is even within those that say they are born again christians they are fighting on you know miam of apollos miam of you know moses miam of jesus miam of who and that has become more important than the lord and so the lord is and then the lord said unto him you go into the city and it shall be told thee what you must do so in conclusion 
he is saying you take the first step you will you will find you will find what you, it will be told you what you must do and one of the people who told him what he must do was ananias and the lord told spoke to ananias but you would ask but since jesus was already there why didn't he just tell him himself yeah why did he send ananias god uses people god uses people god uses people and sometimes we must be ready to listen to people in the most unusual of circumstances because we are looking for the lord not the experience if jesus came disguised without his white robe and without his red sash as we have pictured him in the pictures would we recognize him in church wouldn't we throw him out you know i believe that that is the message that that is really hitting home today that are we coming to go with an honest heart are we seeking him beyond the the wraps and uh, beyond the traditions and the circumstances are we asking him genuinely our life's mandate and as we do that it shall be told us what we must do it is a journey it is a journey and the, the closer you get the more you see and the more you see the more you realize actually you need to learn that has been my journey with the lord and i believe that is what he is telling us through this message of consecration so consecration is is what jesus told ananias that that guy is a consecrated vessel to me but what did he tell paul he told paul you go into the city it shall be told you what you must do so sometimes our mandate is hidden from us but the way we are going to arrive at its fullness is by taking the first step of listening of being of an honest heart and as we go revelation is progressive it shall be told us what we must do brethren the word of the lord to us today <clears throat> praise the lord praise the lord and joy tell me that you're hearing Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And Amen. Go on. Amen. Amen. Let's re- Okay. Thank you. Let's receive this one. Our God and our Father, we thank you. We worship you. Thank you for your servant, Dr. Moses, as he delivered the word of consecration, particularly to us who are logged on this call. Lord, not to anybody. This morning you said you spoke to him. And so, Lord, you were speaking to Alan. You're speaking to Joy. You're speaking to Agnes. You're speaking to Moses. You're speaking to Paul. You're speaking to the congregation logged here. Lord, we receive this word. We receive this word for the betterment of the church. For the betterment of ourselves, we receive this word for the nation. We receive this word for the church. And Lord, we ask that you, who is our God, level every mountain. Go ahead of us. We ask, oh Lord, that this word will cut us, divides. My God and my Father, I pray for Moses. I pray for his family. That Lord, as Dr. Moses has given us this word, may you refill the works of his hands. May you consecrate him for the worship of the Lord. May you again sharpen him where he has given us, O oh Lord, refill back. And so that, Lord, he is a vessel set 
a pole that is said to help us to be consecrated for Christ. Thank you, our God and our Father. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And Joy, keep keep on getting me up. I am in a place where the network is not perfect. Hey, um, friends, um, yes, thank you. Thank you. That's better. That's better. Thank you. Thank you, our friends and, and all who are logged in. I think the servant of God has totally today gone for us as individuals. You know, I like the one where he said that we even fight among ourselves. Um, I start with the people who are logged in. There are people who will not log in in this, in this call because uh, that one is the one preaching. Apollos, I am for Apollos, I am for who? Yes, if it's so and so preaching, uh, that one I don't like. You're fighting yourself. You, it is about you. It's about me. So let's see. And then tradition. And the one which took me up was the, the issues of singing. Um, I, I'm not a very good chorist, but you know, that has been the biggest challenge at Cathedral this time. All this over three months or six, the issue of the choirs. We need to pray for the choirs. Today, today Dr. Moses has touched that one, and I want to begin by us praying. Even when I'm praying, you pray for the choirs. Some of them sing a off note. Some of them sing very well like the birds. Others sing really, really excellent well. And then they go, they report provost, they report assistant provost, they do everything. So let's start with those ones at home. Let's start even, and um, remember, if you're leading a choir in your house, you're also among the choir members. If you're leading in your place of work, you're also among the choir members. So let's start by praying ourselves. If you're the one who's, if it's um, Canon Moses, you really praise and worship in your family. Don't say you're not a chorus. So let's start by praying for everyone who worships because they're the ones who look at us with the eyes and say, <clears throat> like the guitarist, he said, the guitarist who says when somebody prays the wrong key. <clears throat> so when we sing the wrong key, then you say, Alan, with your voice, let's pray. Our God and our Father, we want to pray for the choirs right from the cathedral, the choirs in our offices, the choirs at all saints, particularly, Lord, I ask, Lord, you consecrate our mouths, our mouths, our tongues, our, 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 our hands to write wrong things, our, eye, our ears to listen to gossip. Lord, consecrate the choirs. Lord, let the anointing of the Paul fall upon every chorus too, particularly is supposed to sing at 7.30 at 8 o'clock, the ones who sing at 10 o'clock, the ones who sing at the midday service, the ones who sing at the, at the burn of the, 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 the teen service, the ones who sing at the, the youth service, the ones who sing in the mission choir. Lord, let your anointing, the Paul anointing, deal with all the chorus. Now go to their homes, oh Lord, deal with every family, the people who are supposed to raise worship you because we are supposed to raise incense of worship you deal with every family where the people are, are supposed to worship you let them worship you in truth and in thanksgiving because you, you are us to worship you and this is a season we are supposed to be consecrated for you 
my God and my Father, thank you for your servant as he brought the word. Lord, an encounter. Lord, as, as the book, he talks about an encounter. He talked about an encounter. Please, the, 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 the example he gave of Elijah is a very good one. Sometimes you may not get a full encounter. You may get Elijah. And sometimes the Lord is just quiet in your bedroom, in your home, in your workplace. And sometimes you, wherever you are, and the Lord speaks. And then you just say, ah, ah, those are my thoughts. Please check, please check, please, please, brother, sister, check, check. The Lord might be speaking to you gently because you see you're a noisy person like head girl. Then you want always the Lord to shout and de- no, the Lord might be speaking very, very softly and you're not hearing. Please hear the Lord. So those encounters, we pray that even when you have an encounter, please let the Lord be the one who is worshipped. God and our Father, I pray that Lord, each one of us here will have an encounter today with the Lord as we command the morning. Lord, we ask that let every one of us have an encounter in a way that we understand. Lord, the issue is sometimes we don't understand the way you come. Lord, forgive us because we are flesh. Sometimes we don't know it's the Lord who's speaking. I ask this morning, you open my ears, open the ears of my brothers and sisters, open my eyes, open the eyes of my brothers and sisters in this call, that we shall hear you, that we shall see you, that we shall perceive you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Dr. Paul talked about the... The way the Lord speaks, he consecrates people for particular seasons, for particular activities. The Lord had already set the soul a pastor and be going and saying, yes, let me, you know, he even got letters to go as uh, the reading was saying, he picked letters. So which letters are you picking to aggress people? Which authority have you got? so that you can persecute people, which sometimes we think, ah, me, I'm not persecuting anybody. And in the home, you are the one who's saying, Joseph always is doing this, is doing this, is doing this. There's, uh, Mary is doing this persecution. Who are you persecuting? Who are you persecuting this morning? Who have you been persecuting? Huh? For me, if so-and-so is the one who's leading worship, I don't want persecuting. For me, if I am going to be sent to work in the field with the, with the, with the joy, I'm not going persecuting. For me, if daddy tells me to go and do these things with, the, with, the, with Allen, I am not going persecution. You know, we persecute each other right from home to work, to church, to everywhere. And we think we are not persecuting people. You are persecuting. Hmm? So... Repent for persecuting your brother. Repent for persecuting your workers. Repent for persecuting uh, um, uh, your LOC one. Whatever it is, I want us to 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 repent of persecution. Because if you check yourself right now, 
there is somebody persecuting or there is somebody you have ever persecuted because either they are good at doing something you don't like, they are excellent, better than you. They deliver. When it's at work, they are always delivering time. So you start a consecration topic. Let's consecrate ourselves. Stop persecuting. Stop. Start from home. Home, 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 where we are born. Who are you persecuting at home? Because you, your job has not allowed you to buy a big car like the one for Moses. So you start saying that one is always posing on us that he has money. It's among brothers and sisters. This is among brothers and sisters. It's among brothers and sisters. It's among cousins. That's where we come back to the issue of deliverance. Now you have to run to Father Hillary deliverance because wickedness has entered a family out of witchcraft because someone is persecuting the others. You pray for yourself. Unmute. You know me, I like people to unmute. Don't keep quiet behind there. Whoever is still sleeping, up, 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 up. Unmute and pray for your families. This is a very delicate topic. Consecrate yourself. Consecrate your family. Everybody unmute. Praise your Lord. Amen. As, as, um, as Dr. Paul spoke to us, one of the things that, that took me again is the issue of tradition. Tradition. It was to the point... You know, he was very fast, but every point, he, he just made like six points or five points. Tradition. You look at ourselves, tradition. We, us as Anglicans, we do this. You first start with a creed. You did not do the Apostle Creed. You did not first bring repentance. The repentance is in the middle. All they started with it. it check yourself if you are in tradition. You know, in our families... You know, we, those are family secrets. Huh. One of the prophets in All Saints, uh, and particularly, I hope he's, uh, whether he's on call, it is all right. He told us that if you are in a family and you always talk about family secrets, just know they are family sins. Hmm? If you have a say in your family that those are family secrets, know they are family sins. And so those, those things fail to get us consecrated. You know, you, for us out at home, we must do this and then do this and do this. Who says that is the way? God is a dynamic God. If he made a family, he did not make he, me the same as Julian. Me, I'm different. Julian is different. Joy is different. But we are the children of the same home. Hey, so you say for us, you, 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 you came like this. You brought your husband like this. You, why did you first go to daddy before going to tell him, tell Senga? Who told you? For me, the Holy Spirit told, told me, I first go and announce these things to daddy. For us, for you who said, you, are you God? Are you God? I'm talking to mothers. Are you hearing me? Because the girl did not come and tell you. I want to get married. They first went and told daddy. So you say, why did you tell Hey, oh, you should have sold Senga first. Then they do what? Then they take them to wickedness. And then you come and tell us with the issues of marriages, issues of, of burials. There are no traditions that are, are followed except the tradition of Christ. If something is traditionally bad, you keep doing it. Oh, you see, we must go and clean the, 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 the graves. Oh, for us, we need to do this because those are traditions that we should come against. Eh? That's when Jesus asked the Pharisees, you mean we are blind? Even us here, we are blind. 
you know, we are blind to certain things. If something is done, you, you just turn an eye and say, but that is Anglican. How is it Christ-like? But that is Pentecostal. Who told you there's a, there's a religion called Pentecostal? Well, all of us are Pentecostal. Who told you this? what brings us to the level is the blood of Jesus? And Jesus died for all humanity. As long as somebody confesses Christ as their savior, then that is the issue. So consecrate yourself from those. For us, you must first process before the choir sings. Eh, okay. Now let's repent. Now it's repentance. And, and it is, there are people who say they don't want to repent. This morning, let's repent for, for those traditions. You unmute again. Repent from your home. Repent the tradition of all saints. Repent the tradition of Anglicanism. Repent the tradition of Pentecostalism. Repent, 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 repent. Um, you know, there's that video which has been going round and then the nyege nyege. I am in ginger. I am just asking that we speak to the airwaves to consecrate the nation of Uganda. Consecrate mm. for Jesus. And whether who wants to open the airwaves, God will deal with, uh, with them and God will deal with the airwaves, and God will deal with the weather. It's of the nation. Consecrate Uganda now. Now let's pray for Uganda. Consecrate, consecrate, and we pray for the nation. My God and my Father, I am the reigning priest in Ginger right now. I take authority over this city. I speak to this city. And our Father, thank you for waking you for the concept you're dealing with us. Consecrate each one of us for the work of the Lord. Help us to consecrate ourselves. Lord, bless each one the works of their hands. Oh Lord, as people wake up, as people get out of their houses, even those who have already reached the office, encourage each one of us. Encourage us like you encourage Paul to go to Ananias. Lord, let's put Ananias to pray for us where we are to open our eyes so that the eyes are opened like Paul. Lord, thank you, our God. Put an onions everywhere. Lord, your children will be prayed for. Oh, Lord, lead them. Lord, put people who will lead us. Lord, because the Bible says Paul, Paul's eyes were, were, were closed. Give somebody to lead me. Give somebody to lead Joy. Give somebody to lead Moses. Give somebody to lead Paul. Oh, my God, because they were helping hands, which helped Paul to reach to Ananias. Thank you, our God and our Father. We bless you for this morning call, and we ask you to bless your servants all called up here. In Jesus' name, we pray.